Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you the day before Thanksgiving 2022. And we we have a lot to talk about today. I got to let you know that tomorrow we will be live. That's right, in the morning. Make sure you are all ready to go, okay? Make sure you listen. It'll be a great show, I promise you. Centered around Thanksgiving. And then on Friday, boy, do I have a special treat for you. I ain't going to tell you what it is, but you're going to want to listen on Friday, too. You know, it's a great reason for you to get our app. So you can listen on your phone because some of you are going to be traveling. You're going to be with family. I hope you're going to be with family or friends on Thanksgiving and the day after, maybe. So please get the app. I know some of you listen online and that's great. And we appreciate that. You can also get it on your phone and you can listen to us as you're driving around. Okay. Go to kslm.news. It's really easy to download the app. Or you can just go to any of the the purveyors of apps, depending on your your phone. I have an iPhone, so it's, at any rate, it's easy to get the app. So why don't you do that? Uh, So this is something that is going to impact really all of us, and it is how Measure 114 is going to affect hundreds of Oregon businesses and gun owners. This is a News 10 story out of Southern Oregon. Listen to this. It starts by saying hundreds of Oregon gun stores could be at risk of closing down if agencies across the state can't get a permit process in place before December 8th. And then they go on to talk about this, the effect on gun stores. And the OSP, I mean, the backlog is huge. On Monday, folks, the backlog was 20,000 but by the 17th of this month, it was basically 25,000. And it's growing. Now, last night at the Political Coffee Clatch, and by the way, thanks to um, all of you who showed up last night, and thanks to Oregon People's Vote for giving us the, um, the rundown on what they encountered and saw during the elections process, including... Apparently, unlawfully, Marion County's Elections Department operating when they should have been shut down, counting votes. Same thing, we got a report from Lane County Elections. 
All kinds of interesting things going on. In fact, they're so brazen in Lane County. They left the lights on, the windows unguarded, and people have video of all kinds of activities happening in Lane County elections after they're supposed to be shut down with no legal observers as required by law. Now, last night, Mark Thielman was at our political coffee clatch, and he gave us a rundown on his lawsuit against Shamia Fagan. And what is likely to be expected, and what did expect. Now, I want to clear one thing up quickly before I'll go back into Measure 114 here. Mark Thielman and his legal team and all of the plaintiffs ask for emergency or not emergency, expedited discovery. And in a lawsuit, that allows you under the rules of law to go get the things that you want to get from the other side. Now, they can do the same thing with you in defense. If you're suing somebody and you get discovery, and you will if the lawsuit goes forward, if it's not dismissed for standing. Well, they asked for expedited discovery. That was denied by the court. Now they go to regular discovery. The lawsuit has not been dismissed. Please understand that. And please spread that word around if you happen to encounter it in any of these conversations about voting integrity, voting transparency, Measure 114, or whatever. Tell the truth. Mark Thielman's lawsuit, which is groundbreaking, it's so groundbreaking that the other side, and they're worried about it, folks, and they ought to be. Two things happened, Mark Thielman told us about last night. Two things. One of them, the other side so worried they had to go to the Colorado Attorney General, Colorado, and ask for a brief in support of their motion to dismiss the lawsuit. Why Colorado? Because that's where Tina Peters in Mesa County is. You see, she looked inside the machine. All of that and all that they found is in the Mesa 3 report. Just search for it on the internet, folks. Duck, duck, go, Mesa 3 report. Read it. You'll be shocked. That's the first thing. So, the lawsuit is not dismissed. You get it? Got it? Good. The lawsuit continues. Now, they will try to move for dismissal unless... One of the 12 counties says, no, we're going to go to trial. And that's dependent upon you. If you have a relationship with any of the county commissioners in these 12 counties, then you need to contact them and simply say, even if you don't have a relationship, email them. Say, do not dismiss this lawsuit. It is too important. Now, the other thing about this is it's not only is the lawsuit not dismissed, 
There'll be lots more you're going to hear about that. I can't get into it. But there's more things coming. And let me just say this. The second thing was is that one of the voting machine companies made contact with Mark Fieldman's attorney and said they wanted to enter the lawsuit also. What? Folks, it isn't to help Mark Thielman in his lawsuit. You can be assured of that. It is quite frankly, even though his lawsuit, now listen to this, even though his lawsuit does not center around alleging the voting machines are producing errors or fraud or manipulating the ballots or the vote. Even though that's the case, this company is worried. That's why they want to be a part of a lawsuit so they can sort of influence. So that basically, so they can come in and screw it up. You understand? It's a smart tactic. Thielman and his lawyer said, no, thank you. Good for them. Now, they're worried. Even though, why would they be worried? Hmm? Because they know that once it goes to trial, the process of discovery begins. And that means they can ask for anything, including the data log files that show what happened, including everything that is in the machine, how the machines operated. Like in the Mesa 3 report, did they create a second database and erase the first in violation of federal law, state law? Yeah, they did. Is that happening here? That's why the voting machine companies are worried about discovery. Mike Lindell said yesterday on his show, there are over 50 lawsuits now all across the country. It's a good thing. Now, let's get back to Measure 114. And a big thanks to Mark Thielman, by the way. Now, Oregon State Police says many consumers have asked what happens to their background check if they're still in the queue, in other words, not having been processed by the Oregon State Police by December the 8th. Here's what OSP said. OSP is currently working with our legal counsel to understand the impacts of ballot measure 114. We'll have on firearms transactions that were initiated prior to December 8th but are in pending status. Once we understand how the new law will affect these pended transactions, we will communicate with both the individuals and gun dealers. Gun dealers are worried that if the state voids all the pending transactions, those customers would ask for a refund and his business would lose money. Measure 114, but the way the state of Oregon announced, Shamia Fagan, that on December 8th would be the date that it takes effect. But the way it's written, the state has up to six months to get a permitting process in place. 
Now, and it goes to talk about this third. Uh, it, it, thirdly, about how all of these things, Jackson, Jackson County Sheriff's Office, the magazines, the bottom line is this, folks. All of this is exactly why the federal lawsuit was filed. Because people are going to be, and you'll hear this from Mark Fieldman, people are going to be disenfranchised. They're, and I will tell you, the News 10 story is pretty well written because it quotes the Oregon Constitution. Imagine that. So, it's a great story, but you just got to understand something here, folks. Elections matter. We have to have faith in our election systems. Because if they are not accurate, if they are fraudulent, either in voter registrations, in stuffing of ballot boxes, voter databases being manipulated by computer algorithms, if all of that or any of it is happening, we have no assurance that Measure 114 actually passed. Or any of the measures, or any of the people were accurately elected or defeated. It's just why we focus on elections. It's a big deal. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. That's right. It is the number call, 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. And, of course, emails always to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. Hey, thanks to many of you who are um, sharing with me the Died Suddenly documentary. That's Stu Peters. It's good was released a couple of days ago. It's about a one-hour video. You can go see it on rumble.com. Died suddenly. Every day, by the way, we are seeing more of that. More of it. Elections matter. The Texas Supreme Court, I know this is not or this is Oregon, not Texas. ruled that Harris County, which is the largest county in the state, gets to vote or gets to count 2,000 late votes because a judge bought the lie of the ACLU and the activists and said, well, we're going to keep the polls open for an extra hour. 
They had no authority to do. The judge had no authority to do that, by the way. Texas Supreme Court said, well, you can't unwind it now, but you got to keep track of all of these late votes and see if they change the outcome of any races. They can't unwind the clock. David writes an email about evil. The evil rules when good men do nothing. The church, Christianity, folks, whether evangelical, Catholic, has failed to stand against evil. The church has failed to hold government and the politicians accountable. Now we see the results of our disobedience to our holy God and the scriptures. Yeah, sadly, I think you're right. Oh, by the way, something else for you. You know, the suspect in the Colorado gay nightclub shooting is not a right-wing Christian, folks. There's a great story about this in The Federalist. You see, this person claims to be non-binary, uses they, them pronouns. The New York Times said that on Tuesday, yesterday. Oopsies. So don't let anybody tell you the narrative of the left and the media that, hey, this guy was a right-wing Christian. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Now, by the way, got a text message from Dale about Measure 114. The whole blank thing must be blank canned, not piecemeal. He's talking about Measure 114. It is the most blatant example of infringement by far and away, and we have ever witnessed the cabal that cooked up 114 knew it would create chaos, and they love it every second. Well, they may love it, but they've got the Democrats scared. They're talking about a special session to rewrite it so that it's, quote, enforceable. Uh, Yeah. The ripple effect. There is a lot of unclarity, shall we say, because Oregon law says in the Constitution, actually the Constitution says that a referendum becomes effective 30 days after the day which it was enacted or approved. The Secretary of State's office had this response. The day it was enacted is election day, 30 days after November 8th, that's December 8th. Now, Yet, there are other aspects of the law. Look, rather than get into that, let me just say this. I think they're likely to prevail to get a temporary restraining order to shut this thing down until these issues can be resolved. And they should. Got an email from one of our listeners, Matt, 
about yesterday's show about Measure 114. Hey, listening to your show, and, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but I got to remind you, Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker who is, I mean, truly on top of her game. And in fact, she is so on top of her game, she won Best of the Willamette Valley. And that's good for you because in an ever, I mean, the real estate market is changing minute by minute. Interest rates, I just saw on the Chiron on Fox Business here that uh, home sales have just tanked. Well, they should when you got interest rates at 7% when they were so low. I mean, it, it's down big time. Well, Rebecca Donaldson is on top of all of that and can guide you through it. Because that's what she's good at. Rebecca Donaldson. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com, rebeccasgothouses.com, 503-269-0747, 269-0747. Matt writes this. I'm glad the lawsuit was filed in federal court. However, large capacity magazines in future only for police. Isn't that creating a police state? The left and There's orders. Don't go away. We've got a lot more to talk about. It is the day before Thanksgiving. We're live tomorrow, and I hope you'll be able to listen. It'll be worth it. I promise you. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 24 minutes before the top of the hour. In a moment, we'll get right to the phones. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Great to have you with us today, the day before Thanksgiving Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Like the one I got from Jeffrey. Background checks, he writes. Yesterday, I purchased a semi-auto handgun with a 16-round magazine in honor of Shamia Fagan. The proprietor said there was a 20,000 waiting list. Ten minutes later, I left with my purchase. It pays to have a concealed carry permit. Maybe my curios and relics license helped as well. Ooh, that's good. Remember, folks, um, Oregon Firearms Federation, along with Adam Johnson here of Coat of Arms um, Gun Shop in Kaiser, have filed this lawsuit. You can support, I know... It's Christmas time, but folks, we lose our country. We lose the Second Amendment. We really do. This is why it's so important. Make a contribution, please. OregonFirearms.org. Want to thank one of our great sponsors, and that is Freedom Heating and Air, as you know, for keeping this show and this radio station on the air. They've been faithful to us. Let's be faithful to them. 
503-580-1456. If your HVAC system or your furnace is just not working right, call them. Or maybe it's time to upgrade. Give them a call. They can help you do that. 503-580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. Freedomheatingandair.net. We'll start on the phone. So everybody just hang on. I'll get to you this segment. Art, we'll start with you. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. The battle goes on. Good versus evil. But, but, um, now, when does this new law go into effect concerning you have to show up uh, for the session if you miss 10? I believe it's 10. That... That <laughs> that unconstitutional new law that they passed concerning that, do you know? It'll be 30 days after it was passed, unless there was a provision in it that stated otherwise. And this is the fight in Measure 114, is that it says in Measure 114 that law enforcement has 60 days to put the process in place necessary uh, to make it happen. Okay? Right. Well, you were but talking yet- about them doing a special session, Jeff, and if that new law isn't into effect, our, our Republican uh, you know, party just needs not to show up because what are they going to do about it? I mean, they can't manipulate this stupid law that, that this unconstitutional law uh, if they can't get a quorum. Well, a excellent point. Let me ask you this. Given the recent history of House and Senate Republicans, do you think that they would? They would deny the quorum before it takes effect? Well, yeah. we need to get on their rear ends, Jeff. You know, uh, I realize they've been wishy-washy, but that's unacceptable right now. But one other thing I did want to mention, you know, these dang people, uh, they always talk and, and promote, I mean, the news media promote these doggone uh, mass shootings and stuff and never, never talk about how many lives are saved by people who carry their guns. And, and, and I think we need to be more proactive with the news media and say, hey, you people got to tell the whole damn story, if you know what I mean. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And you have articulated what every one of us should be doing to our representatives, whether they're Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter, in the House. Oh, absolutely. Because the Democrats still cannot deny us our constitutional rights, and we ought to jump on their rear ends saying, hey, we're afraid to go to Walmart because you guys won't allow us to carry the guns and stuff. I mean, you know, get real. Uh, We do need to harass the Democrats consistently that they are not uh, following their their pledge to follow the Constitution of the United States, period. And they're right, and that's a, that is not their oath of office. Again, folks, you can go after the bond. 
because they're not following the oath of office. That's, that's you right. You can go proactive, after their bond Proactive. The yep. time hey, thank to you. just I appreciate sit around it. is over. Thanks so much, Art. Always good to talk to you. God appreciate bless, your, Jeff. Have a great day. Uh, Happy what Thanksgiving. What is a great question to, to ask? Is will Republican, if the Democrats decide to do a special session before December 8th, what happens then? Would Republicans walk out before Measure 113 takes? Now, I'm sure the Democrats have probably thought about this, but they're kind of kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because of, Shamia Fagan's boxed him in. Everything's going to hinge on if this federal judge, the court, extends the temporary restraining order and says, no, this thing's not going to go into effect. We'll see. Let's go to our next caller. Caller, good morning. What's your name, if you want to give it, and what's on your mind? This is Tom. Hi, Tom. So, uh, I was talking to God yesterday about what does this all mean for us? And after considering that for all day long yesterday as I was working my regular job, I uh, came to the conclusion that the um, because what I believe has happened is a blessing in 411 because 411 does away with all the previous laws and it actually does away with itself. And the way it does that is it... Uh, says that basically the only way that we can sell guns in the state is through a garage sale. And so we should just start selling our own guns wherever we want to under the Oregon Constitution and the U.S. Constitution. Um, it's Yeah, it, it's not Measure 411, it's Measure 114. Um, uh, and and I, I wouldn't agree uh, that so, it... Sorry, I said the wrong yeah. number. Yeah, it was uh, 114. Yeah, so... So it actually doesn't do away with all the previous laws. Now, in effect, it does, if you think about it. Yeah. Because it, it nullifies, it, it, what it creates, Tom, is a circumstance that just can't happen. It effect, and this is what Oregon Firearms Federation has been saying all along. It effectively bans new gun sales in Oregon, period. Now, supposedly, it's not going to affect transfers of guns between family members okay but what you're saying is the way to do it is through a garage sale well under the law you would still have to have a background check to do a garage sale under guns. the law at the legislative level but not under the law of the constitution of the state correct exactly that's why this and all of these restrictive gun laws has to go in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. That's going to be expensive, Tom, and it's going to take probably five years to get it there. Even if we get an injunction, even if we win the lawsuit here at the, the federal first level, it'll go to the Oregon Court of Appeals, or not the Oregon Court, it'll go to the U.S. Court of Appeals, the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, which will clearly rule against us, likely. And then it goes right to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, if we win, the other side will appeal to the Ninth Circuit. We could ask to bypass the Ninth Circuit and go right to the U.S. Supreme Court. They rarely do that. It has happened. 
it would need to happen. Tom, thank you. It's an interesting point that you bring up. And I appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving. I appreciate you listening and calling today. Let's move to William. William, you're up next. Um, my thought was for the training, if the police can't do it, there's a department called DPSST. They do the security officer training, armed and unarmed, and they uh, would be more effective for training purposes. But as as the measure's written, I don't think it allows DPSST to do that. Hmm. So that's another thing. It's another reason why the Democrats are talking about a possible special session to make it, quote unquote, enforceable. And what they would have to do is I'm not saying that your idea is not not a good one because I think it could be. But what I mean, how how would that if you're in Lakeview or Ontario, you mean you're going to drive all the way over to DPSST in Salem or would DPSST have to go out and hold classes? And what kind of a delay, what kind of an infringement on your Second Amendment right would that be? Oh, I didn't say I liked it. I didn't like yeah, it. I, right. I, I'm just, just saying, hey, there's another idea. But I, I hate the whole idea. I think it should have. Yeah, I can't say what I think. So. I know. I know. And I appreciate that. Thanks, William. Have a great yeah, Thanksgiving. Have a good day. Back in a moment, folks. 648 in the morning. What do you think about all of this? In fact, Some of this may change because, well, the numbers are not quite done in the Oregon House and the Senate, but they're awfully close, and it changes the dynamics of what may happen soon. We'll see. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Last segment today, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. The possible directions that the legislature could go in dealing with Measure 114 or anything else could be based on the numbers of Republicans and Democrats. Could be. (laughs) There's a reason I say that, because, you know, Art talked about the possibility that, well, prior to Measure 113 taking effect, if there's going to be a special session, Republicans could just say, no, we're not going to show up. Because then the quorum would still be, as it's currently written, would still be in effect. Well, Republicans have taken one seat net from the Democrats in the Oregon Senate. There's 30 seats. Democrats needed 17, or excuse me, 18 seats for the supermajority to raise your taxes, but they needed 20 seats to have a quorum. Now that changes with Measure 113. In the House, Democrats 
as it's projected projected today, are going to have 35 members versus 25 for the Republicans. Now, that's two seats less than they had two years ago. Three seats less than they had 2018. They also do not have the tax majority, the tax raising majority, and they would need five Republicans currently to meet, to show up, to, to do business, to meet the quorum requirement. Now, the Democrats are smart enough to know that, well, look, if Republican, if, if we try to fix Measure 114, like what William just suggested, which is not a bad idea, or make it, quote-unquote, enforceable with other changes. Yes, they would have to do that, and they would have to do it relatively soon. Based upon, however, whatever would happen with a judge putting a temporary restraining order in place here on the federal level, now, if a judge does it right away, then the Democrats can run out the clock because Measure 113 takes effect 30 days after the election. So that would be that December 8th time period. Then the quorum requirement would have changed. Now, remember that the quorum requirement is in place and if you get into any discussions with anybody over the over the weekend, over you know Thanksgiving, just use this phrase. Our founders put the quorum requirement in the Oregon Constitution to protect the rights of the minority from the tyranny of the majority. It's all you need to say. By the way, that could have defeated Measure 113, but there was nobody fighting Measure 113. Certainly not the business people. Got a follow-up email from Matt says, I was thinking about Measure 114. If they can do this, then that means they could do a measure to ban unwanted speech and claim it's anti-hate speech, but in reality used to go after Christians and then throw in a fine or jail time for it. This is a slippery slope that must be stopped at all costs because if they can essentially ban the Second Amendment, then the First Amendment is next. Yes. I sent all of this and the article that we talked about, about the 12 U.S. Republican senators who stupidly voted for the Respect for Marriage Act. Because the unintended consequence of that is that pastors eventually will be banned from preaching against anything that is in federal law, like gay marriage, transgenderism, and who knows what else they pass because stupid Republican senators buy the lie. This did not increase protections. That's a lie. All you have to do is go go to yesterday's show, kslm.news, click on local podcasts, Click on Political Coffee. It's right at the top. Click on Yesterday's Show. I have the link to the Heritage Foundation's lawyer who destroys every lie of the 12 Republicans who voted in favor of this thing. From a legal perspective, 
I sent that to my pastor and I asked him to think about preaching a sermon on. Maybe you should too, because with measure 114, which what the federal law just passed by those 12 Republican senators, pastors, eventually, your right to speak your mind in the public square and have an opinion will be curtailed. It'll be infringed upon. You wait. That's where we're headed here, sadly. Uh, measure 114 email from Lee says, standing in line at Tick Liquor Firearms, talking with those around me, it's amazing how the ignorant allow mentally disturbed people, Hollywood and other ignorant comments, shape what they believe. Basically, it doesn't matter how many rounds a weapon holds. What matters is the person with the weapon and their intent. Agree. And he goes on to write other things and he says i learned that gun control was all about respect sorry some might need to look up the definition of the word respect if they have time julie writes an email about gun control i remember seven years several years ago kate brownshirt received ideas for a gun bill which included items such as limited magazines being able to purchase a limited amount of ammo at a time i believe 10 was the number so did they take the ideas for teenagers with under developed brains more likely the democrats have underdeveloped brains i'm suspicious of the vote tallies in marion county you should be michael writes right a statute can be rewritten but this is not a statute yet this is supposedly the voice of the people and if the people open their mouths and insert foot then they try to talk then that is just the way it is i know the ccp council of court prostitutes that's his name for the legislature we'll try to rewrite to save measure 114 but being an interpreter interpreter for a silly voting block is going to bring the whole rewrite system into view the question is the vote is the voting population smart enough to catch on well in some ways that depends on us um interesting piece from a state employee who shall never be named there's an msn story about the arizona county's delaying certification certification of some of the elections could hand the democrat victory to the cartel lawyer who was slightly ahead of my friend mark fincham for the secretary of state's office how sad that would be friends also want to remind you if you want natural pain relief like i used yesterday on my body because I sometimes have aches and pains from life use all natural pain relief from ProBioscience go to hemp and CBD outlet get 15% off use the word election 15% off hemp and CBD outlet I'm back tomorrow folks I hope you will be too okay so so we'll see you then 